Hi guys and welcome to episode 28 of the Nintendo Village podcast, your weekly half-hour Nintendo show. I'm your host, Phil Miff, and guess what? I'm joined by Mr. Gary Gray once again. How are you doing, Gary? Do a barrel roll, and I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. So uh, things are good. I think. Uh, just tired, full of uni work and all that jazz. But uh, let's talk some Nintendo. It's not for this crap, right? Yeah. Let's talk some Nintendo. Uh, it's been well. It was going to be a quiet week, and then we had a fair bit of news like dropped today. Today? Yes, today when we're recording. Yesterday, by the time you listen to this, uh, we've been playing some games, or we were going to attempt to play some games, but we've just played tons of Animal Crossing. We'll chat a little bit about that shortly. And the Switch got an update and hints at maybe a new Switch model further down the road. So that's our topic towards the end of the show. So stay tuned for that and the rest of the cool stuff. So apart from Animal Crossing this week, Gary, you've been playing games with the chainsaw, right? Yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't mean to skim on news here, but there's rumours of a Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, probably not Switch uh, rumor really as such um so we probably won't be discussing it in the news but uh basically uh it made me remember that i was absolutely insane for resident evil 4 like um i brought every bit of merchandise i could find when the original game came out i had a t-shirt with uh the the weapon seller guy on here um i've never played it i've I bought Resident Evil 2 for the N64 i played 10 minutes hated the controls and i never picked up a resident evil game again and it was a good run of this show, but we're going to end it there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so, no, so, I have heard that like Resident Evil Four is like the one that you should yeah, play. So, it is, yeah. yeah. So I had a T-shirt with um, "What are you buying?" on it with people who know Resident Evil Four. Uh, I had some figures and stuff, and I also brought a chainsaw controller, which apparently is quite rare now. Like I've seen it going for like 150 pound on on eBay. Um, other than it being a collectible item, God knows why you would ever buy this this controller because it's hideous. Like it is terrible. Everything about it is just wrong. And it was advertised as a really good way to play Resident Evil Four, but of course Capcom was going to say that because they wanted to shift the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So I used the GameCube adapter that we got. I got with Smash to try and play some other games with this chainsaw, just just for the hell of it. And I recorded it and put it on our YouTube if everybody anybody wants to see it. Um, it's probably not the most watchable. <laughs> video it's in the world but it's educational <laughs> it's absolutely nuts i like i until you put this video up i had no idea that this was a thing either i don't even remember it being advertised it may be because like i said I, i've never really had much interest in resident evil so it might have just passed me by but i had no yeah. idea this was a thing and it is the most bizarre controller the way the like the r and z and l buttons are positioned like yeah Strange. Isn't, isn't like L more? Is it on the right hand side of the thing? And it's just all over the shop. Well, basically, yeah. Your your hands are at a right angle to each other instead of being in the same position. And like the L and R of the trigger fingers, but where the bumpers would normally be. Which so they're in the right place. But then the Z is like you have to flick your finger up to hit it on the right hand side. So it's 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 bizarre. But anyway, the uh yeah, the controller they actually had a PS two variant of it as well, which looked a bit more comfortable and a bit more stylish in a way. Um, yeah, ter- so when I, I so sorry to cut across I Googled this like quickly and the PS because yours is like bright yellow. Yeah. And then I found like the, the PS two on and it like was like silver and all like blood splattered and stuff and like looked kinda cool. Yeah as and opposed the, to yours the yellow- it looks like a surprise <laughs> my first chainsaw kind of thing. But the uh, the uh, blood splatters on the chainsaws are actually uh, individual, so they're 
someone's dipped their hand in some red paint and grabbed onto it. So every single controller looks different in terms of the blood splatters. Oh, that's quite cool. And you come on the little stand which can house the memory card and it's got a detachable cord. So if it had some cool features, terrible controller, doesn't work very well on Switch games. Mario Kart was the only game I could find that you could really play it with. Like, I thought you'd think Smash because it's a GameCube controller, but no. Mario Kart is probably the only game you will ever be able to play. And I won the match. Like, for spoiler for the video if everybody's going to watch it, but I won the race in Mario Kart. And, were you uh, racing online or were you just racing against 50cc? Of course I was only racing <laughs> against the computers. It was 150cc, but yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to subject myself to online, no. But I did get beat by a level 3 uh, Young Link uh, bot on Smash. Oh, God. Um, but that's just figuring out the controls the first time. And then the yeah. second time, I won the second match. But uh, other than that, yeah, Animal Crossing, dominating at the minute. It's life. It's um, insane, isn't it? Like, I was... So, it's just been Easter weekend, obviously. And it's been, like, a four-day weekend here in the UK. And I fully intended, it was, like, Friday was going to be, like, I'll get... The episode of PMUS Gaming up, I'll do a few bits for the Nintendo Village site, and then all weekend I'm just going to smash the backlog, and I'm going to like finish Luigi's Mansion, and I'm going to finish Link's Awakening, and I'm going to like smash through a ton more of Astral Chain, and I'm going to start Ukulele again, and instead I put another 30 hours into Animal Crossing and played <laughs> an hour and a half of Ukulele on Sunday night, and that was it. Yeah, it's bad. It, it, it's weird because there's nothing to do in Animal Crossing. Like, I know people will give me some f- flack for that, but there is really hardly anything to do in it. There's like maybe an hour of gameplay each day, and half an hour of that is repeating the same thing that you've done the day before shaking trees, hitting rocks. It's... But I'm the same. I sink like three, four hours into it by the time I've realized. I'm like, what have I done? I've do caught you... some bugs. <laughs> do you know what the worst thing was? Was it was obviously Bunny Day on Sunday. Yeah. Right? And I had zero intention of doing any of zippers bidding i wasn't going to craft that prick a single thing right and it got to the day he gave me the thing for the bunny arch and i was like oh i've got all the recipes for all the furniture and so i went around and even though i'd sold all my eggs like every last one of them like two days prior went around hunting for eggs again i was like the for about four hours crafted every last thing then he gives you another recipe went and got even more eggs and crafted that even bought two nook miles tickets and did all that stuff and got extra eggs to trade in for the ones i couldn't get on the island and then got the recipe for the bunny day wand even though i'm never going to craft it or i might even craft it but i'm never going to use it and i was just like why did i do this why why is this fun and it was i enjoyed myself doing it and even though i didn't at the time it's just stupid Uh, it's insane what that game does to you but um I hit 100 hours in it uh, yesterday when I was looking at my playtime. And yeah, like I'm at the point now where I've pretty much got my island more or less how I want it, barring a few like little tweaks. And now I'm all about like, right, what am I going to do in my house? And now it's all like totally focused on the house and what I'm going to do there and the, the grounds I've got laid out around it and stuff. It's, it's insane. And I can see... So Breath of the Wild is still my most played game, and I think that's at like 165 or 170 hours. And it wouldn't surprise me if in if you come back to the show in like two weeks' time, Animal Crossing will have surpassed that. I'm really disappointed that you gave in to Zipper and did all that stuff. I know. I'm disappointed. And you know in why? Myself. You know why I'm so disappointed in you? Because I thought at least one of us wouldn't have. <laughs> because <laughs> I did, did the same thing. damn thing. <laughs> I sold all my eggs and then on the day I was like, bro, I need to craft 20 more things. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so I, I, like, I got to the point and I, there was like one more thing I needed to craft, but I needed like four leaf eggs. 
Yeah. And there was like there was no left none left on the trees. And so I had to get Nookmiles tickets and I went to like a couple of islands and there was just no trees there with leaf eggs on. So I got back and then I was running around waiting for balloons to come across so I could get up. I think I needed four leaf tickets. Uh, f- sorry, four leaf eggs, which meant I had to get what what four th- twelve extra sky eggs to trade um zipper because if you gave him three of one you got like one back so i gave zipper like 20 odd sky eggs in order to get the leaf eggs i needed and it was just it was like what am i doing my brother apparently had like that many eggs saved up that he paid off his house loan on the number of zipper like figures he managed to craft with his leftover eggs I had no idea you could trade him eggs. I had so many other eggs, and I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you are kidding me, right? You need to pay attention to the dialogue. It's the first thing he says to you. I, yeah, I didn't want to talk to the animals. <laughs> uh, so one more thing that I'm going to say just before we move on. It's not a game that I've played this week. Hmm. Well, I dipped into one or two, but I'm not going to talk about them yet. But I had $3 randomly in my American account. Right. I, I brought eight games. So, what, eight so games next week, three dollars. Next week we'll have something to talk about. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So I, I won't talk about it this week either. But I did manage to make myself turn Animal Crossing off for an hour or two yesterday, and uh, I started Ukulele again. Um, I'm enjoying it so far, but I've got some thoughts and stuff. But maybe we'll chat about that next week. And the reason we'll chat about it next week is because we're going to talk about some news items now. And we'll kick things off with some news coming out of the ESRB, who have apparently said that going forward, they're going to be issuing warnings of loot boxes in their ratings. So specifically, the you know like the little teen ESRB logo. It's the um, North American version of Peggy here we have here in Europe. Um, but basically, the little... Um, disclaimer if you like, we'll say in-game purchases and then in brackets includes random items and that's to differentiate it from games that have in-game purchases but they're things that aren't random so you know if you're just buying like cosmetic packs and things like that Um, what, what do you think of this? I know you've, you're never particularly happy with loot boxes and stuff so do you reckon this is a, a good move, a smart move from the from the, yeah, from the ESRB? Uh, yeah, it's it's a step in the right direction. At least it's warning people about it, right? Um, I mean, a lot of us are the wiser, and we do know what they are, and we do avoid them. Um, but I honestly think they should be completely outright removed from games, especially especially if they're under 18s, because to me, it's a form of gambling. It's the same as going to a casino, dumping your money down on a table, and seeing if you win. Um we we spoke about this in a in the past few episodes, so I'm not going to get too irate about it like I normally do. But I hate loot boxes. I think they're the worst. I think honestly they are stupid. Like, I understand DLC. I understand having a, what, what, what Mortal Kombat did was it when they had like a thousand dollars of of skins and downloadable content that you could do. Yeah. At least you knew what you was going to get. I hate loot boxes. I think they are literally the worst. And this is one of the reasons why I do not play pretty much any of nintendo's mobile offerings because of the amount of uh loot box stuff in them i love fire emblem i won't play fire emblem heroes and buy anything i'll play it play it for free and if the, if i ever hit a limit on it that's fine um so at least at least people are getting warned about it right so what are your opinions on it i haven't really heard you talk about the loot boxes too much yeah i'm kind of i don't know if i'd go quite as far as you and say i think they should be outright banned because i'm 
just generally not in favor of banning things as a mm. rule. Uh, you know, apart from like murdery, rapey things. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this was supposed to be a PG show. That's gone downhill this week, hasn't it? Yeah, it really um, has. It's all your fault as well. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sleepy. But, um, but no, I do think it's good that, you know, people are warned up front about it. And it's interesting in the, uh, the press release or the, the blog post or whatever that the SRB put out, they said that the label came primarily in response to feedback from game enthusiasts. Like it wasn't just from like parents and things like that. So I think there's clearly an acknowledgement amongst the community at large that, you know, these can be really shady. And even when they're not shady, we want to know about it. Like up front, we want to know that this is part of the thing. And like it, we've started to see, you know, games like Rocket League and things have moved away from the loot box element now they like they don't do loot boxes they don't do that random generated thing which i think is great and um, i understand like why they exist because as development costs have got higher and higher and higher developers have had to find some way of recuperating those costs but the random nature of it yeah i agree with you like doesn't seem fair um and so uh i applaud uh the likes that you know the developers i forget that is it psionics that do rocket league um the approach they've taken and if we can get more innovations like that where yeah there's ways for these developers or publishers to to make some money back and them to not like go out of business and stuff but in a way that is more consumer friendly then like i'm all for that and like these kind of warnings i think help encourage that as well uh moving on then from loot boxes something a lot more fun uh which presumably also comes in a box but not a randomly generated one is Lego Mario. That was the most worst segue I've ever done in my life. Yeah, uh, it definitely was. It was shocking, wasn't it? So yes, Lego Mario has a official launch date now of first of August. Uh, there's also been a couple of expansion packs announced. There's a boss battle one which has like Bowser and things, and there's a Piranha Planty one which comes with the Goomba and stuff. And if you pre-order the starter pack, which is the one with Mario, you also get a little Super Mushroom. And a Monty Mole thing as well. Uh, you went on the show when uh, the Lego Mario thing was first announced. I think I was chatting to Nathan about it. So I don't think I've spoken to you about it at all. So what, what, what are your thoughts on Lego Mario? Are you excited for it? Are you going to get it? Do you think it looks cool? Do you think it looks weird? My, my, first, my first thought was uh, these don't look as painful to step on as other Lego because <laughs> they've got some rounded edges. Uh, and then I think they're sec- bigger than the normal Lego. Yeah. And I think you're less likely to stand on them because of that. I think so. They, I, I thought it was Duplo when, he, when I first saw it. Yeah. I didn't think it was Lego. I thought it was Duplo. Um, I I like them. Uh, I won't get them. I definitely won't get them. Uh, if my daughter goes mad for them, which is probably gonna if she ever sees them in the wild, then maybe. Uh, but I won't be getting them for myself. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't, I don't, I don't generally don't like cluttery stuff in the house. So I'm not a figure collector. I mean, I've got a few amiibo, but who doesn't? But I don't collect any of the World of Nintendo stuff. I generally don't do limited edition pre-orders because the stuff just clutters the house. I don't have my own like gaming room or shelves full of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really cool, I, I, but I won't be getting them. Yeah, I'm kind of like... I'm, I'm in two minds about it. Like, I think it looks cool. I'm in two minds about whether or not I'm going to get it. Partly because... The cool ones are the expansion packs, right? So, like, the Bowser boss battle, Bowser's castle thing looks awesome. Like, I just want that set and the Mario figure. 
but you can't do that. And also, they're not cheap. Yeah, that's it's the Lego. They're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's the only kicker. And like, as someone who bought three amiibo and now has like well over a hundred, I do worry myself that once I've bought one set, I'm gonna want to get all of the sets. And I don't have the space or the money or the rationale for that. Like, at least the Amiibo kind of, like, they look cool on the shelf. I don't know. Like, I do like the aesthetic. I like what they've done. I like having the sort of blocky Mario figures. I think it works well. But I don't think they'll look particularly cool on the shelf in the same way yeah. that Amiibo do. Yeah, I agree with that. And I but think, like, like, just the amount of space they take up as well, I don't think would really work on the shelf. I think making them a slightly different Lego with a screen was a really good idea. The screen and the sounds, like, they're much more interactive, much more fun. Generally conveys a bit more of a gamey sort of uh, feel to it rather than it just being a Lego Mario. Um, That's the thing. It's like they're not... It is a Lego toy. It's not yeah. a Lego... It's not. If it was a minifigure, then I'd probably be more likely to get it, even though I would think it wasn't quite as cool and innovative. Because, like, oh, yeah, cool, like, little... Mario or Zelda minifigure set like sitting on the shelf that looks great but this has been designed and built from the ground up to be interactive and to be a toy and to be played with yeah and so for that reason I don't think it's for me yeah but I'm really glad that that's the route that they've taken because I think it's it's a good a good mashup of what Mario is and what Lego is right yeah, and the general feeling of Mario is like Mario's not just for gamers. Like that's that's one thing you need to remember. They've had kids shows, they've had cereals, they've had toys and stuff like that. Mario isn't just for gamers, so it's perfectly fine to be a gamer and not want the want the Lego set. As cool as it is, and as as drawing as it might be, yeah, sometimes you just don't need it. Yeah, and I, and that's what Nintendo have been pushing for for the past year or so now. Right, is they've explicitly said that they want to expand access to their ip through various things that's why they're doing the theme parks and the movie and all that kind of stuff as well so yeah all, all more power to it um i, I did buy a, one of those uniqlo mario t-shirts though um, because that just had to be done did you not see them they've uniqlo released like a 35th anniversary line of mario shirts. oh yeah i did sorry yeah i saw the evolution of mario one i think that was the only one i saw i didn't look at the rest of them but like them and zavi zavi has a very good nintendo line yeah i did actually the the uniqlo line which I found this with the last lot they did as well. The kids' line actually looked really better. There was a really cool Yoshi shirt in the kids' line that I wanted, but it obviously doesn't come in a man size, so I had to buy one of the Mario ones. But It's all right, you've got yeah. Levi's. We do have Levi's, yeah. <laughs> uh, one last piece of news uh, which came out today is the Switch has been updated to version 10, and we are getting, or we've gotten, I should say, uh, button remapping, at least for the Joy-Con and the Switch Pro, anyway. Uh, you can now also transfer data from the switch to an sd card and vice versa but not save data that's still locked to the system and we've got a bunch of like stability improvements obviously and some animal crossing icons uh still no themes or like files or anything like that but still a, a pretty cool upgrade right being able to button map and stuff it makes things a lot more accessible for people that need it and the file transfer stuff even though it's not save files but it should make managing your game stuff a bit easier as well right that's so pretty cool yeah i'm i'm all for button mapping. I wish it was on a per game basis, which is uh, a bit unfortunate that it's not. But it's it's more of an accessibility thing than it is for uh, people to just have the controls however they want. Um, but I do wish we had controls however they want. As for the themes and stuff, I'm not too bothered about that, so I'm perfectly fine. That's not that's missing. I, I don't really care about it. Um, but I do kind of wish it had just a general search bar because I've got so many games now that even if I put them in alphabetical order, it's still sometimes hard to find them. 
And like, I don't I don't really care about the folders. I just want an option to search through. But we could talk about where we can go with the Switch's UI another time because we push we're a bit pushed for time now. We spent a bit long talking about Lego. <laughs> um, but I think it, I think these I think it's actually a well warranted update. I don't think anybody could be disappointed. There's always something more we could want. But I think it's uh it's it's always good, right? I mean, people can play games one handed now. Yeah, with some games like Animal Crossing. I think Game Explained did a really good video today on on uh, on that. So head over to Game Explained if you want to see how to play Animal Crossing one handed. <laughs> but uh, it's it's good, right? Uh, the more people that can play, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And like, um, I've said it before. Um, it's not really Nintendo, but um, Xbox's um, accessibility controller I think is one of the best things to come out of the industry recent years i think that's so cool what they did with that and opening it up and allowing people to adapt it and change it in whatever way they like i think that's really cool and i think there was a, a video not so long ago actually of somebody playing it might even be animal crossing with an xbox adaptive controller on switch um which, which i think is really cool um so yeah the, the button mapping is really cool you can save up to five profiles so you can do some things on it it's not on a per game basis but you could have a couple of profiles if you've got certain setups for certain games if that's what you want to do uh, but yeah, so it's nice to see. And so to our topic this week, which is related to the firmware update, because some uh, Cody dude who knows these things has <laughs> dug into the firmware update. Yeah, see, I, I know all the technical terms. <laughs> has dug into the firmware and has found a hint at a new hardware model. So uh, Mike Heskin, whose Twitter handle is Hexkeys, which is H-E-X-K-Y-Z, uh, posted on Twitter earlier today uh, and said that the firmware 10 adds preliminary support for a new hardware model, which apparently in the code is named NXABCD. And three of the five new DRAM profiles are for that new hardware type. And apparently there's evidence of a secondary display of sorts being added on this model as well, which has got the internet all ablaze going, oh my God, are we getting a Switch Pro? Are we getting a DS Switch? Like it's hinted at something. Like there's clearly some sort of new hardware hardware model in the works. Uh, what do you make of this? I think that this doesn't prove an awful lot, and the reason is is because um, sometimes, yeah, there probably is going to be a switch upgrade. But are we going to see it? Is it going to be anything that we'll notice? Probably not. It might be more for retail units and stuff like that, or like demonstration units that they use at events. To be able to play in handheld and project it to a TV at the same time, uh, we see this in the uh, with the add-ons that the Treehouse members have. Right when they play their games, they have a special device that lets the Switch dock through, basically, so they can see it on the screen and on the handheld. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be something like that. I don't think it's going to be uh, another model of the Switch, uh, not yet, anyway. And I think that if they were to do that, they would release the. I mean, I'm no like you know, insider or coder or anything like that. But I, I would think that they wouldn't make that mistake of putting that data out now if they were going to release the Switch Pro. I'd have always thought that they'd have put that a bit later on, you know, and put that in a software update that comes out just before the new version of the of the hardware does. So I don't think it's anything to dive and, and really, you know, throw your hands in the air and scream like this is definitely evidence. Yeah, and to be honest, like, because we spoke about this briefly before we started recording and when this first came out i was like oh my god like there's a new switch model to go and then you mentioned this about you know retail units and for um demo units and things like that and it's like oh yeah actually that kind of makes sense because i 
cannot see a switch with two screens. I can't see how that works. Unless they're really, really desperate to port Star Fox Zero to Switch for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why or how that would work or what they're thinking around that. Because it would almost be an entirely new system, right? It wouldn't just be... It'd be like releasing, oh, we've got a new DS and it's got one screen. Like, it it doesn't... It doesn't compute, which which isn't to say that it completely rules it out because it's Nintendo and they're... You know, part of the reason we love them is because they do weird, wonderful, and wacky things that nobody would ever imagine in their wildest dreams. But it's still, and it's interesting that that's in there. Um, and you know, it it could well. There's nothing within like what's been said here that eliminates it from being some preliminary stuff for a Switch Pro that also has support for those like demo and retail units, right? Um, so if there is a Switch Pro, uh, you know, on the horizon, as it were, or in the works, well, what what kind of things would you want to see from that? Uh, <laughs> we'll let you go first. I, I want to see your opinions because I'm going to just gather gather them slowly. So I just want to see what you're going to say first. <laughs> well, see, I've, so I've thought about because obviously there's been rumors about a Switch Pro for ages, right? And... So I've kind of like been back and forth on whether or not it's necessary or like we really need one. And my main sort of reason for wanting one isn't because I want Breath of the Wild to look prettier or I want faster load times or anything like that. Like I'm quite happy. I've got like a day one switch as well, so I don't even have the upgraded battery life and I don't struggle really with battery too much Um, as much as I'm planning on buying one of the more upgraded models at some point. but. My the only real reason I want a Switch Pro, something with like a little extra oomph, is so that it doesn't fall too far behind on the third party stuff, the the ports and things we've been getting. I know um is it uh, Virtuous wasn't it who said that they're looking at porting next gen stuff to Switch anyway. You know, it's something they're fully intending to do, or at least attempting to do. Um but I thought the Witcher three looked a little bit ropey and I feel like that that's only gonna get worse as xbox and playstation pull away and they're trying to like bring those games down to switch they're going to look rougher and rougher and eventually the scales are going to tilt where do you know what it might be portable but it, it it's just not worth the sacrifice and um, so i would like to see a switch pro so that nintendo could kind of stay within touching distance for for those ports and for that kind of thing but i think nintendo have successfully carved out a niche now where they've got the big first party stuff that it sells like gangbusters and really pushes the system and it's just like impressive visually and impressive experiences and it's also like the go-to system for cool indie titles and i think indies have very much filled that third party gap that's been there for your cods and your fifas and things like that um and it's it's everyone's second system right most people who have got a switch have either got an xbox and a and or a playstation alongside it um, so I'd, the more I think about it, the less I think that that is a worry. So I don't know if, and I did a video on this a while back, and I don't think we need a Switch Pro. It would be nice to get one a little bit further down the line with like, you know, a 4K display and stuff and, you know, a 1080 display and handheld and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think it's necessary. Now, I think the one thing I would want from a Switch Pro would be like a headphone jack and like I'd want a full on 
like OS upgrade with native voice chat and like all of the the more software issues and hardware issues that I'd want from a Switch Pro, I think. Yeah, that's that's basically the same as me. Like, I, I don't really care about it having upgraded graphics and, and stuff like that. Would I like to see Breath of the Wild running in 4K at, like, 240 frames? Of course I would. Who wouldn't want to see that, right? But I, I just don't think that's feasible for the Switch. I don't think it's a... Without pricing, pricing it to a stupid point that's ridiculous and it being the weight of a freight train, it's not going to happen. So I think that, for me, I would just want to see a revision on the normal Switch. It just makes it feel like a real gadget feel sturdy and 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 unbreakable because at the moment i feel like it's flimsy i feel like the build quality is bad the joy cons creak i've got cracks on mine from where they've where it's heat expanded from the screws it's warped slightly the fan makes a noise the list goes on and on right i've had so many joy con that i've had to send back that it's ridiculous so i just want i just want a solid switch that's it that's all i want i just want the build quality i want the shape the same that's important the screen size is great but maybe lose the bezel uh, i just want what they've got to be better that's it uh, and like like i say i would want the native voice chat which is built in there but for some reason it's not used in the majority of the games i think that might be a little bit of a hardware issue as well maybe it doesn't have enough ram or enough processing power to do that but for me, I think it's it's too late into the life now to bother with that stuff. You might as well wait till the next iteration or the next upgrade, like in another what two three years time, maybe at the earliest. Um, well, maybe so, that's maybe that's what they're they're planning on doing. Maybe what's this? That's what this is. Is it's you know sort of laying the groundwork for the the next switch, but it will still be backwards compatible. So you'll still be able to play new switches. And much the way that Next Gen is doing is like, you know, they're not locking anyone out uh, in terms of games that are being developed. Like, the, I think Xbox have said that anything that's being put on the Series X will be playable on the, the One or the One X as well. Um, it's just, you know, you won't have the same fidelity and everything. It's becoming more and more like a PC, right? So yeah. maybe, maybe that's what Nintendo are thinking as well, is that the next Switch will have those extra bits in there for those that want them, but you'll still still be the sort of og switch kind of thing if you like the probably one of the only things that i really wanted to see from this from the switch now as it is as this model is i would love to see a vr optimized one right which sounds crazy it sounds crazy but stick that unit inside a vr headset takes the same games except it's got the power to run the screen twice in in two 1080p screens so it's like a, an actual vr headset because some of the games are Breath of the Wild already made, right? They might need tweaking to run it in something like that. And I mean, if for people who go, well, that's stupid. It's not really Switch Sense. So is a, the Switch Lite's not even a Switch. So, <laughs> so that 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 argument is completely invalid. But I think the Joy Cons are, and the way that the Switch is at the minute, and the games it's got on there, could be an absolutely banger of a VR headset with some games that actually make VR worth investing in, other than Half Life Alex. I know. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd love the Labo VR, and even if even if the resolution's a bit bad on it, but even if they released a proper headset for it and invested in making some proper VR games, then uh, I'd be down for that. But I mean, we're getting a little bit off track now, and I know I've I've gone into wild speculation. <laughs> but uh, the, to answer your original question yet again and emphasize it again, I just want a, a switch with a really good build quality. That's it. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, and it's interesting the point you raise on the bezel as well. Actually, I'd be quite happy if a switch pro or switch one and a half or the new revised version on switch two whatever the hell it is is yeah just a little bit 
just refined in the in the way that the things put together and that yeah the, the joy cons don't have the issue everything clips together a little bit better it, it it's more robust in the way that nintendo consoles have historically been right i feel like the switch it's the first nintendo system i've had that felt like a gadget rather than like a toy but it also feels vulnerable in a same way that you know i worry when i drop my iphone and things like that like you could drop a gamecube all day long and it would still work no problem but i do feel like the switch is a little bit delicate in that way so yeah it would be nice to see those kind of things are fine and nintendo have done that in the past like with hardware revisions and and things like that so just to touch though i do think that the switch's biggest problem is the dock like uh, I, that was the thing that if i got one wish to change i would shape change the dock shape like I, I don't like the dock very much at all it's it's really good at what it does but i don't understand why they put that raise above the screen because that scratches the screen to hell like thank god i put a screen protector on the thing first so i'd actually like some like a, a dock that lies down a little bit more docks in a bit better you know that sort of stuff um but yeah again it's just it's just pointless things i, I just want this thing to have a better build quality it is it's just quality of life stuff isn't it we just want it to be just yeah just, just brought up to date a little bit uh that about wraps up the show this week then um get in touch let us know what you think about this uh, firmware update whether or not you want to switch pro and stuff you can give us a shout on twitter at village nintendo or talk to me and gary personally i am at phil myth and gary is at flat cap gary and he's got his flat cap on this week as well yeah. not that you can see it uh be sure to check out the nintendovillage.com we've got news like the firmware update and switch pro things as well as reviews and features and we've got other podcasts and all sorts of cool stuff. And check us out on YouTube as well. We are closing in on 500 subscribers. So it'd be really great if you could subscribe on there. And leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Or wherever it is you're listening to this show. Also on Stitcher and Google Play Podcasts. And let us know what you think. Uh, thank you very much for listening once again. And we shall catch you all same time next week. Bye bye. Rest in peace Rick May. Do a barrel roll. <laughs>